Welcome back, everyone, to the fourth episode of the Not So Charlie Browns podcast. We are so sorry that we have been pretty much MIA. It's right, though. We're back now. Doesn't matter. And for all of the two people that asked why we didn't make a <laughs> podcast last week, we're back. And we're sorry to those two, not to everyone else. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Anyways, this week we're talking about evolving interests. I think this one really sparked our interest. Just kidding. That was, <laughs> that was lame. <laughs> that was so lame. Um, I really do think this one really sparked our interest, though, because I think both of us have been evolving a lot recently. We've just both been going through a lot of changes. I mean, in our lives, like getting married and, you know, some other big changes that we've been going through. But also personally, I feel like we've both just been changing a lot and finding interest in different things as we've been growing and then also I don't know if any of y'all have seen this on your TikToks but there's a trend going around right now where it's to the Taylor Swift song like anti-hero and the beginning of the song is I have this thing where I get older and a lot of people have been saying like oh when people from when I was younger say like I'm surprised you're doing this like you weren't into that when you were younger And then the sound is like, I have this thing where I get older. So it kind of just got me thinking like, yeah, I have changed a lot since I got younger. So I think that kind of helped us want to talk about that today. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I'm not very plugged in on TikTok, but (laughs) I have also been going through some evolving interests recently. Um, For me, I think mainly it's the gym, but it's also gym lifestyle i was just gonna say you're more dedicated to the lifestyle yeah more dedicated and what i mean by that is like eating healthy meals um you know taking pre-workout meal prepping you know cold showers things like that you know that aren't necessarily directly related to the gym but you know they're sort of things that go hand in hand with going to the gym and exercising every day I think it's just more of, like, a change of mindset, too. Like, it's not just, oh, I got to go to the gym today, but it's, like, I am doing all of these things to be healthy and to elevate my way of living is, I kind of think, what you've been more dedicated to. What sort of sparked it for me is um, David Goggins, if anyone knows who that is. He's, like, an ex-Navy SEAL endurance athlete, but... Basically, I've just been listening to, like, his audiobooks that he's made and um, podcasts he's on and stuff like that. And basically, he just, he turned his whole life around, you know, from someone who was, you know, he weighed over 300 pounds at two different points in his life. His dad beat his mom and him. He just had every excuse in the book to be nothing in life, but he's turned himself into, like, one of the greatest endurance athletes and toughest people on earth. So that's sort of kind of what sparked my interest lately. Um, The last two days I've taken cold showers, which has been absolutely awful. It's been the worst. (laughs) It's so funny, though. I'll be, like, walking around the house, like, cleaning in the kitchen or something, and I'll just hear him in the bathroom, like, taking his cold shower, and he's like, (laughs) It's, like, the funniest thing ever, just because I know he hates it so much, but then he gets out and he's like, Oh, it feels so good. (laughs) Well, yeah, it does. One thing David Goggins refers to as the suck is, you know, that that 
you know, life is hard. Everything's hard, you know. Cold showers are hard. Running is hard. Getting out of bed is hard. It's all hard. He says that one morning he got up and stared at his shoes for 30 minutes to try to psych himself up to go for a run, you know. So, it, you know, life is hard. And one thing I've just been, you know, evolving in recently is learning to enjoy the suck. I love the suck. Oh, that sounds so inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like... I do. <laughs> well, it's true. I love the suck. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. But um, I think I've also been motivated in that way. Just, I guess, a little less intensely than Jeremy. Because, like, you will never find me in a cold shower if I have a say in it. Like, maybe if, like, we run out of hot water or something. But... I would never do even that voluntarily. <laughs> even then, it's just a lukewarm shower. Yeah. Like, I like it scalding hot. But I've definitely been more dedicated to the healthier lifestyle. But honestly, I think it's for a different reason, too. Like, I definitely want to be healthy and give my body every opportunity that it has to be used to the fullest. So I want to be healthy and active. But also, I've been really into, like, ethical eating, <laughs> recently and being more environmentally aware because I think that's something that I've been really interested in even since I was in high school like my favorite class in high school was environmental sciences and I think sometimes you just like get so caught up in like what's convenient but I want to be I guess less convenient recently like I enjoy you know doing what's best for me and the environment so I don't know. This makes me sound like so granola right now. Someone the other day, um, I think we were, we went to... We were at Goodwill. No, it was DI. We went to, which is basically Goodwill. Anyways, we were there and we were getting some picture frames to decorate our new basement. And (laughs) they were like, do you want, you know, bags for all these? And we're like, oh no, we we can just carry them. And the lady looks at us and is like, oh, environmentalists, are we? And I was like, <laughs> and we just looked yeah. at each other. We were like, uh, <laughs> I guess. Like, I don't know. I don't. We're not like we're not to the point where like we're only eating from the earth because. Oh no! Last night we had orange chicken and pot stickers for dinner. Yeah. So we are not environmentalists, but we have recently been eating more and more like ethically. I guess we yeah. try to get things from around here, like. I don't know, there's some dairy nearby that, like, makes cheese, and that's where we get our cheese now. (laughs) Yeah. But also, it's just, like, I don't know. I just want to be nice to the earth, but I also want to be, like, good to my body, too. Like, it does so much for me, so I have to, like, give it good fuel and stuff. So I think that's where more of my motivation has been coming from for that, like, healthy gym lifestyle. So, I don't know. I think... It's interesting, though, because if we think back to, like, our past interests, like, what would you say is more stereotypically, like, your interests? In the past? In the past. Well, I've always loved, like, working on cars and dirt bikes and four-wheelers and stuff like that. I don't think that's changed very much, though. No, yeah, but that's a past. So you mean, like, one that I used to have that I don't have anymore? I would, one that comes to mind is video games. Now, let me explain, because most people who know me kind of understand it better. But, like, when I was in my teens, I, like, loved video games. It was, well, even at my most, I don't think it was as, like, I don't even think at my peak you would call me, like, a gamer gamer. 
in my standards, I would have. But I, like, never played video games a day in my life. Right. Like, and by gamer, like, I would play, you know, a few hours a day and with my friends when I could. You know, if they could come over and play, that would be the best. And we'd play Minecraft and Smash Bros and FIFA and stuff like that. Um, But nowadays, like, I still play video games. But it's more like, you know, 30 minutes here, 45 minutes there when... You know, maybe Jess is, like, doing homework or she's working or something, you know, and I don't really have much to do, and it's towards the end of the day. So that's one that hasn't disappeared, but it's evolved. It's evolved from, you know, a few hours every day to, you know, maybe maybe an hour or two a week, mm. something like that, because some days, you know, some weeks I don't play at all, and then some weeks it's more, you know. Yeah. So that that's one that's evolved for me, for sure. Yeah, and I think that... It's interesting because that was a very, like, voluntary change on your part, too. Like, well, I guess it happened just because you weren't as dedicated to it, but or you weren't as interested to it with it. With it? Yeah. Well, well what happened was I loved it, and Mm -hmm. then I kind of went, like, totally away from it for a few years. Like, I just Mm -hmm. didn't play at all. I mean, obviously, there was a little bit here and there, but... It was mostly, like, it was just rare that I played video games at all. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I kind of one day realized that I missed it. And so when I went back to it, you know, it was just in a different way. I think it's interesting because when I look back at, like, my past interests, like, if you knew me when I was in, like, when I was growing up, I danced. Like, I was a dancer. It's what I did all the time, hours and hours a week. I was just a dancer. And I guess this evolving interest was more forcefully changed more than voluntarily but I got some injuries from dance and I had to stop basically and I'm taking a dance class right now like at my college but it's more of like an elective that I want to do so I can still incorporate it in my life but I can't do it to near the level or amount of time that I used to and that was harder for me because it's something that I enjoyed and I felt that I was really good at So it was kind of hard to have that interest evolved for me instead of as voluntarily, I would say. But I think it has given me more room in my life to kind of discover other interests and see what else that I'm good at and kind of help me grow my talents a little more. But it was definitely hard because I always saw myself as a dancer. Would you say you would go back to dancing if your ankle could handle it? I think I would, but honestly, I think that dance did a lot of good for me in my life, but it also was very hard in many ways. Like, dance did a lot of good for me, but a lot of dancers will understand this, that dance can very easily give you some body image issues. Just because you're always standing in front of a mirror and you're surrounded by other girls and everyone's comparing themselves to each other, and also, like very much dance culture is that you'll just go and go and go until you can't anymore and I think that I was never really taught by some of my teachers how to handle pain correctly and understand like good versus bad pain so I think I would go back to dance just because it's something that I really love and it is an escape for me you have this thing where you get older (laughs) in the words of (laughs) anyways um but something that I think I that made me struggle so much with not being able to dance at the capacity that I used to 
is really that I connected who I was to dance. Like, dance was, like, my whole personality. Like, I was a dancer. So when I lost that part, or I lost that hobby, it felt like I was losing a part of myself. Like, I wasn't who I was because my interests and hobbies and the things that I was spending my time on were changing. So as I've, you know, grown and adapted to new hobbies and interests, I've been really careful at not connecting my worth to my interests because they're going to change. Meaning like how well you can do something, like how Mm -hmm. good of a dancer you were, that defines how good of a person Person. you were. Yeah, I would really connect those things or how dedicated I was to dance meant that I was a dedicated person. So you're not referring to like how interested you were in the hobby to find your value you know what i'm saying no so like if you were fully committed to being a dancer yeah that meant you were more valuable in a way because you were dedicated to something you're yeah. saying that that's not what you connected your value to you connect to how well you did the dancing um i don't know i guess i probably didn't put that much thought into it but i guess it was just a feeling that I am this, like I am a dancer, and when I lost that, I lost a lot of myself. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So this leads us into, you know, the idea of future interests, because obviously you can't know what you're going to be interested in in the future, right? But you can, you can think about why you're doing what you're doing, and I think that's a huge part of being interested in something you know because if you do something but you're not looking forward to it then is that really a good interest or hobby you know well at the same time like you don't always look forward to going to the gym but you can look and see like why are you doing this and something that I learned this week that really spoke out to me was connecting interest and the things that you're doing to the values that you have for yourself So instead of saying, like, oh, I'm a dancer because I'm a dancer, I would say, like, I'm a dancer because I value health and staying active and treating my body how it should be treated. So that way, when I couldn't do dance anymore, I wouldn't lose the sense that the sense of that value. I would just have I would just be able to change it into another way to respect the value that I have for myself. Gotcha. I don't know that I've ever really connected my self-worth to my hobbies or interests. Thank goodness. Yeah. Some of my interests are pretty... (laughs) um, Are pretty what? Well, I don't want to say... I was going to say nerdy, but, like, I'm I'm not trying to yuck on someone's yum. Yeah. But, I mean, video games are nerdy, and I can say that because I still play them. I still like them. You know, like, I'll talk to anyone about them. So I'm not, like... I'm not anti-nerdy things i love nerdy things too but you know they're still nerdy i also think that understanding that your values don't change but your interests do will help you adapt as you grow that's true that's yeah that's true so here's what like my two cents on hobbies is and you know i think this way because i've seen a lot of people in my life do this and i would refer to it as a mistake but maybe they wouldn't and that's okay but this is how i feel about it if you get interested in something 
don't go full bore, balls to the walls, 100% into that hobby right away. Yeah. Here's, here's a good example. Recently, I've been just reading and, and hearing a lot about the benefits of like cold showers and ice plunges and stuff like that. And I was very tempted to go out and spend two or $300 on like a cow feeding trough <laughs> and put it outside and fill it with water and, you know, start doing cold plunges every day. Now, what might have happened, and I could see this happening, was I could have done it, you know, for a couple days, got burnt out, and, you know, then there goes $300, and now I have a huge ice block out in my yard. So, what's the problem with that? Maybe there's no problem with that. If that's what you're into, you know, go for it. But what I've sort of decided to do instead is to start with cold showers, you know, for a month. And if I do cold showers for a month, then maybe, you know it's time to move on to cold plunges and I might get a trough or something and start using that. But if you go so ham on a new hobby or interest, you know, you can sort of get trapped in it. You know, I think that's one thing people do like with the gym is, you know, they, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but they get interested in the gym and they go buy a gym membership for a year. And after a week or two, they're burnt out. You know, and then it becomes a chore. They feel like they have to go to the gym because they're paying for a membership. Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you how many people I know who I've heard say that. You know, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to, but I'm paying for the membership, so I might as well go. So that's what I mean by, you know, take it easy. Or they don't go, and then they're just kind of wasting the money. Right, and then you're wasting this money you could put towards other hobbies or interests that are evolving, that you're more interested in, you know, two weeks later. Yeah. So... That's just my two cents is sort of, you know, wean into your hobbies. If you get a new interest, you know, maybe don't go 100% into that. You know, another example is I got into making sourdough stuff. And for a month, I was really into it. I was making bread. I was making rolls. I was making sourdough waffles. I was making all these things. And it would have been really easy to go spend hundreds of dollars on you know, a proofing machine and special little covers for your bowls so it can raise and, you know, all this stuff. But I just held off, you know, and I just kept it simple. I had my little plastic bowls and my little mason jar full of sourdough. And what happened was after a month, I sort of lost interest. I'm still interested in it. You know, I still have my sourdough, but I'm glad I didn't go spend a bunch of money on this stuff because my interest sort of, you know, slowed down Mm -hmm. and I don't need you know, all of that stuff to, to enjoy making sourdough. Yeah. But I, I have two thoughts with that. The first one is that I guess one is a pro and one is a con thought to what you said. The first, I'm going to start with con play the devil's advocate a little bit. I think that some people just hates when I do this, by the way. I know. I she's doing it to me. Well, the thing is he would like play devil's advocate to every single thing that I said and it would get really annoying. But anyways, um, we'll do an episode on pet peeves that on, on a later <laughs> date. Cause we both have a list that we could discuss. Um, but okay. I think that some people getting those things, getting the year long membership and saying, well, I have it. I might as well go. That can be a good thing to encourage you to do something that is good for you. So, you know, even if you get burnt out going to the gym, like it's still something that, you know, that you should do. You should work out and stay healthy. 
So it can be a good way to be motivating you to do it. But I also think something that seems to be more productive for me is to motivate myself it like through the hobby with something that I want to get or to progress in that hobby. So say that, let's say we're talking about the gym, okay? So I want to get a gym membership, but it's like, I don't know, a certain amount of money a month. I am going to motivate myself by working out at home, doing these home workouts, doing YouTube videos, and say, okay, if I... Or the school gym. Or the school gym, going to our school gym, which is free. But terrible. But so bad. (laughs) So I'm going to go like this many days in a row, or I'm going to go this many times in a month. And if I hit that goal, then I'm going to reward myself by getting a gym membership or a cute new gym outfit or something along those lines. That is a more productive way to motivate myself because it keeps encouraging me to do it in a way that I want to do it so that I can reward myself instead of, well, I already rewarded myself. So I feel like I have to, I feel like there's just a more productive way to do it. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, there is, there is a good amount of positive reinforcement, you know, you can encourage yourself with, Yeah. but you know, that doesn't always work for a lot of people, you know, because like a lot of people who have money, which is not everyone, but a lot of people who do, you know, why not just go buy it then? You know, <laughs> like if as I want, a motivator, it's self-control. I, I know, so, but some people, you know, that that I can see how that's hard. Like for me, that it's not like a monetary thing isn't always the best reward for me because, you know, if I really wanted it, I'd just go buy it. I think it's just the self-control and telling yourself like, I'm not going to do this. Right. Well, until so, I reach a goal, I think some people are just different in that way. You know, I don't really think it's a self-control thing for me. It's that in my head it doesn't make much sense to turn you know going to the gym and and eating healthy every day and my reward be well for me i'm like there's so many things i could think of i'm like (laughs) another project dirt bike to work on that's something i want well but my thing is like your goal should motivate you in the direction of your goal so like your or your reward should motivate you in the direction of your goal so like if i'm going to the gym and stuff and i'm like okay if i hit a new pr like this month, then I'm getting gonna get a new pair of tennis shoes. Because I mean, right. it'll continue to work towards that same goal. No, I I see what you mean. I just I'm trying to explain it in a way that like for me those goals don't work the best. Anyways, so for me the reward is the suck lately, and that's been the that's what I've been trying to train my brain to think. I've been trying to train my brain not to want to work out so that I can be done working out or so that I can go you know, buy this thing that I want or get this thing that I want, but I want to enjoy the process. I want to enjoy the suck. You know, I want to learn things about myself when I'm in those situations that I want to quit and I want to give up and I want to, you know, go back to sleep or I want to go whatever, you know, I want to not want those things. So that's the reward I'm after. But everyone, you know, whatever motivates you, like, I'm not going to poo-poo on that. You know, like, if you want... yuck somebody's yuck. Right. If something motivates you, then, you know, like, more power to you. But also with that, it's like, I think what you're doing, too, is kind of proving to yourself that you can do it. Like, proving to yourself that you can do the hard thing and that you're not going to quit and that you can succeed at doing something difficult. Which I think is a reward as well. Yeah. 
I'd agree. Yeah. And that's, and ultimately, I think that's how you stay motivated is, you know, a good reward, whatever your reward is, you know, whether it's enjoying the process, a new pair of shoes, you know, yeah, whatever it is, a new, you know, a lot of people work out because they want to look differently. You know, if, if that look is your reward and that works for you, go for it. I think, too, with, you know, the whole idea of evolving interests, we have to remember that we can't put ourselves in a box. And say, like, oh, like, you know, Jess doesn't do that. Like, Jess doesn't blah, blah, blah. Because then in the future, you're kind of closing yourself off to any possibility of other interests. Because, like, growing up, I was never into reading. Like, my sister was a huge reader. And I was like, oh, reading is so lame. Like, reading is for nerds. And then now, I literally love reading so much. Like... Last year, Jeremy got me a book for... Was that for our anniversary? I don't remember. Because I think I gave you the painting. Yeah. So it was for our anniversary. He gave me this copy of the notebook that he had read. And it was like a super vintage copy. It was really cool. Anyways, so he gave me this book, the notebook. And also, I love that note. I love the notebook. Amazing movie, great book. (laughs) If you haven't read it, 10 out of 10 recommend. (laughs) But I read it on our honeymoon, and it, like, sparked this whole new love for reading that I had never really had before. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is so weird that I, like, enjoy reading. Like, I was never this person. And I had kind of put myself in a box in the past of saying, like, oh, I don't do that. So I never tried it and never really opened myself up to that again so then when Jeremy gave me that book it made me realize like oh wait I actually do really enjoy this and I read like 20 books in the second half of the year last year because I just loved it so much and I was having this interest that I had never had before and I think that's for a few reasons it's because I kind of swallowed my pride and (laughs) realized that I could do things that I didn't think I would enjoy but also I had more time to discover myself again. Right. I th- one thing that I kind of want to wrap up on is the how to make interest last. Because I, I've felt at times in my life like I'm looking for a new hobby or something, and I'm just burning through so many of them. I'm, you know, I grew up practicing the piano a lot because my mom made me, and I never really liked it. But then years later... I went back to it and, you know, I, I said, I, I really want to get back into the piano, you know, and the interest lasted maybe a week and I practiced a few times and, you, you know, then it was on to the next thing. What was I on to next? Well, you know, maybe it was coloring or not coloring. That sounds drawing. like drawing. Yeah, it was drawing. So I got a little sketchbook and, you know, and that lasted a week and then I was, you know, burnt that one. And so what does it take to stay interested in a hobby? What, why do some hobbies last and some don't? What do you think? I think that sometimes people just force themselves to do it to the point where they just hate it. And I think that there was like a while where you got into this whole thing at the gym where you were like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do it to enjoy it. And if I get tired of it, then I'm going to stop and I'm going to leave so that I don't start seeing the gym as a negative place. And I think that's a really healthy way to, you know, keep up those interests. So you know, give yourself the dedication to say, okay, I'm going to do it for 
I'm, I'm gonna, you know, go to the gym this week, and I'm gonna go five times a week or something like that, but I'm not gonna force myself to stay there for an hour, an hour and a half, like, if I'm done after 30 minutes, I'm not feeling it, my body is just not down, then I'm gonna listen to myself and listen to my body and be done. I would highly recommend that, by the way. Yeah, and I, I think that's true for every hobby, too. I, it, and, you know, we're sort of deviating here, but that really helped me get interested in the gym in a way that I never was before. Like, I would go, and I would start, I, you know, I would just do whatever sounded fun. Like, I would go do some stretching, or I would go do some weightlifting. And as soon as I was bored, or as soon as I, like, felt self-conscious, or as soon as the 300-pound, you know, muscle bro walked up and, you know, plopped down on the bench next to me, and I started feeling all, like, you know... Self-conscious. All self-conscious, and like, oh, well, I'm never going to look like that, and X, Y, and Z. I would just leave, you know? I would say, well, I've had a great time so far, time to go. Yeah. And so, I don't know, if I'd recommend if you're, if you're dealing with the burnout, you know, of, like, exercising, try that for a bit. It really helped me kind of ease back into the, you know, gym life in a way that I hadn't, you know, done successfully before. I yeah. think, back to the question, what it takes for a hobby to last is it takes, you know, the fire, like, da-cha-cha-cha, you know? Yeah, it's hard to describe. Ra-cha-cha-cha! It takes the oomph. You gotta have the oomph. Because we've all been around someone who has just a passion for something. I've seen Jess when she paints. Sometimes it's stressful. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. It, but I see it bring out like this light in her that's not always there. And, it, you know, everyone has those things. And I know for me, one is dirt bikes. And I know that because when I get around someone else who likes dirt bikes, I can talk about it for hours and not even realize it. Point it out to people because that helps a lot. You know, I didn't know I was so interested in these things. But when, you know, I think it was my dad pointed out, you know, that I can talk about these things for hours and that when I'm not working on dirt bikes, I love talking about them. And when I can't talk about them, I love watching videos about, you know, so point those things out to people, you know, say, hey, man, like, I, I've just seen that you seems like you really enjoy this thing. And it's really cool to see that. It's really cool to see you come alive, you know, when you're doing whatever it is. Yeah. I think another thing that it makes me think of, too, is like giving your son yourself time to practice that hobby. Because it's so often we schedule time for school, we schedule time for work but how often are we scheduling time for ourselves to do things that we love I think it happens a lot less often than it should and I think it's something that we need to make a better habit in our lives because if we don't like one we're gonna get burnt out with life like we're gonna get overwhelmed and overworked and have no time to rebuild because you just go and go and go and go and do all the things on your ongoing to-do list in life, but you don't ever give yourself time back to yourself. So that's something that I've had to like realize that I need to slow down sometimes, schedule time for myself to do things that help me feel like myself. Because if you don't, then you just, you don't feel like you're at your full potential. I agree. All right. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys next week. We will not skip next week. We We're will gonna be, be back. dedicated to yeah. this hobby. To this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All we right. love you guys. Bye. Bye.